0: This week's pod is supported by Manscaped. Manscaped has just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. And now you can be one of the first people in England to experience Manscaped's life-changing products. Manscaped is a skin-safe trimmer for below-the-belt shaving. Uh, Their 7,000 RPM motor has quiet stroke technology. And I know you fellas like a quiet stroke. So they tell us that Manscaped's technology will make your testes their besties. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code NQAT at manscaped.com. That's code NQAT for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com.
1: So, uh yes. It's been quite uh extraordinary week in the world. It Jasmine has Reno still hasn't conceded defeat. I mean, wait <laughs> no, Sorry, I've got my my wires He has not again.
0: left the old Trafford dressing room yet.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I am a bit in a bit of a daze because I'm I'm not one for consuming news media or in a, as a general rule, but last night I watched quite a lot of CNN. For the first time, I think maybe ever in my life, um, I, I had to ask somebody who Jake Tapper was. Right. Jake Tapper seems very reasonable. Is that a controversial opinion? Is he? Is no, he's he very, he's very, he's
0: very smart, reasonable right. Yeah,
1: right, right, yeah. Yes, no. I, the, think, the, the election was won by opinion. John
0: King, undoubtedly MVP. <laughs> uh, the, the man has some uh, some gravitas when it comes to a, an election map.
1: <laughs> he's no Peter Snow, though, is he? Did they have did they have Tories under a cliff? If not then it was not a good election.
0: <laughs> no, but everyone's in swing on swingometers they call them needles in the states.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. So,
0: yeah. um yes, it, the the last time we spoke on this here podcast we were still wondering uh, how president Trump, soon to be former president Trump was going to steal the election. I'm still not entirely convinced he's not going to find a way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's got to the stage where all the world leaders are congratulating the other all guy. All world leaders from... are,
0: but none of the Republicans are, except for, what, Jeb Bush and and uh, George Bush.
1: Yeah, W, and, a couple of hours and, ago. And uh, Mitt Romney. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. But that's because they've got to only count the legal votes. Yeah, that's it.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Um, it's, it's all money. a
0: ruse anyway yes no, no one's no one he's not going to steal the election this is uh it's done there are no legal challenges that are um are, are realistic and when your you know your biggest gambit is rudy giuliani doing a press conference in a dildo shop near a dildo shop then that's you know maybe popped into the the viewing booths afterwards to you know Rustle up some ballots or something like that. Anyway, it's done really and dusted. We the the world can return to sanity, and United we're gonna gonna win the league, right? You know that that period's <laughs> over and done with. Now we're coming back to normal normalcy. I think that's the word, isn't it? We're using
1: now. Uh huh. I mean, it's the. There is a solid argument to say that the status quo was a significant part of the reason that the problem occurred in the first place. So perhaps we shouldn't concentrate so much on getting back to normal and maybe try and make the world a bit, a bit slightly better place for a few people. But uh, including yeah. Bruno Fernandes and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Bruno Fernandes, there we go. There's a, there's a link. Bruno Fernandes made the world a slightly better place for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And um, we were heavily critical of Bruno's woeful performance along with the rest of United's side in Istanbul. But he turned it on in the first half of this game uh, with two goals. I mean, I was going to say a goal and an assist, but... um, uh, this is a, a stolen joke, but Marcus Rashford cannot claim that that ball went in off his halo. Um, although, if anyone deserves to claim that goal, given what he did immediately after the game, um, it's nice that, isn't it? Very nearly scored a goal, then massively shifted government policy, then went to bed. <laughs> good work. Uh, I mean, Marcus as Rushford. you do <laughs> on, yeah. on a Saturday. Uh, yes, I
0: mean, it was interesting. This game wasn't it? So twenty minutes of Everton being pretty good, scoring and and having you know a lot of ball in good positions and and looked very dangerous down their left or right didn't they for for i mean what, what was it 15 20 minutes or so everton were felt like they were really in this game and and united were going to struggle and you know instead of doom scrolling uh po- po- political punditry we could doom scroll united twitter uh, but that's it that that's all you know united got themselves back into the game and never let go of it.
1: Yeah, and we ended up joy-scrolling both because both things happened on the same day. Yeah, I mean, United had six shots to Everton's three in the first 15 minutes of this game. There was a period where United were really on top very early on, but they just looked very ropey whenever Everton attacked. And so there's a long ball from Pickford. Uh, Lindelof contests the ball with Calvert-Lewin and um, heads it. Contests. Contests. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, assists. Um, Bernard, very, very, very fine finish from Bernard. Who? Yeah, I'm sure I mean that bit ev- was
0: good. Everything else that led up to it was very poor from United. I mean, it's just, it's just a straight long ball. And I mean, there's Lindelof's really weak. He doesn't even get off the ground, which is pretty pathetic. I mean, sure, calvert can beat many a defender in the air because he's he's very strong in the air and, and it's you know but it's very rudimentary. And and two mistakes happen in that one probably should have been Maguire attacking that, even if it is on Lindelof's side, it's just a straight long ball. And then if Maguire's not attacking it, who's covering? I mean this is basic defending. One attacks, one covers. And and then um uh, Aaron Wan well, is wh- normally so good one on one like gets turned really easily. He I don't think it's a horrible turned. mistake, he but he, he, well, he's not tight. He he doesn't get tight to Bernard all the time, and the ball goes through his legs as as a result.
1: Uh, I think I think that's uh, uh, listen. I, I, this isn't just a narrative peddling thing. I watched this goal a number of times because I was just like mesmerised by the state of the defending. And I think um, to be very critical of wan in this is uh, is really harsh because. No one is expecting... Lind- Once Lindelof's the one that heads the ball, the fact that it just falls into the path of Bernard is is quite surprising to everyone. And Bernard is really quick. He snaps it out of his feet quickly so wan doesn't really get a chance to, to get in tight and make a challenge. I would say there's there's not a lot of time elapses in that. Maybe, maybe you could say, oh, he should read the game better or whatever, and I might just be wrong about this, but it, it looked like... It looked one where... It's just hard, isn't it? Football's hard. When a really good attacking player has got the ball and is doing good stuff, it can be really hard to get you defending right.
0: Mm. Yes, I mean, I think he defends like he's not there, basically. I mean, he might as well not have been. Uh, He doesn't make Bernard do anything different and and just provides a shield. But I'm not being super critical. I'm just saying, you know, in in some situations that's going to be defended better than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't a great goal all round. I mean, Lindelof has got to at least challenge for that, and he didn't. And he's just very weak in those situations, isn't well, he? Well, he did challenge for it because it came off his head.
1: So, like, he, he's the I one mean, that headed so the ball. So maybe if he got his feet backwards. six
0: inches off the ground, if he got a solid forehead on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yep, quite possibly so. Real bad defending, real bad. and And way too easy for Everton. But... From that point on, for the rest of the first half, United you know, showed a phenomenal amount of character, I thought. Yeah. And second game in a row with a brilliant Luke Shaw cross, resulting in a, a fine headed goal. Bruno. Two assists with an, in
0: two games, which is as many assists as he got
1: in all competitions last season. And as many assists as Paul Pogba's got goals in the last 45 games, which yeah. is a really shocking. Luke, statistic. Luke Shaw anyway. had
0: seven assists in six seasons before the last two games. I mean I don't think he's gonna go on a uh you know a streak of you know getting double figures assists this season because I I'm not really sure he's got that in his locker. Two nice balls in the last two games. Mm. Um I think they uh feel more like um one offs than a regular thing. But his all round game was solid and, and there's something to say that he now has competition for his place. A proper left sided defender. I mean I, I have a lot of hope for Williams but he's super young and he's right-footed. Uh, but now uh, Alex Telez is is at the club. Uh, Shaw's got to pick up his game, otherwise he's not going to be in the side, one imagines.
1: Well, and now he's not going to be in the side because, of course, Luke Shaw's form went on a big uptick, so he got injured later on in the game. Yeah. Which is really sad. But it was a brilliant goal, like brilliant and brilliant, brilliant, brilliant ball from Shaw. Really composed, took his time, found this spot perfectly and maybe that was a little bit of confidence coming back. But Fernandez storming in, leaping header, pointing at his head like, Oh look, I could score goals with my head as well. Brian <laughs> Robson-esque uh, that was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> the, very the good. The
0: third man run and then powered it in. Lovely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then not long after that, um, put in a beautiful cross. I thought Rashford had scored it in real time. I mean it's clear in um it's clear afterwards that there's there's actually uh, a good a good sized gap. Um But it's showing here that Rashford got an assist for a goal. Oh, I guess he must have passed it to Bruno before he made the run into the box. Yeah, Yeah. no, that doesn't count. (laughs) That should not count. (laughs) No, (laughs) but clearly it does. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not. um,
0: That's always a great ball from dead ball situations or or live play. Uh, You know, the ball that's going to sneak in at the back post always a difficult one for the defenders and the goalkeeper because the goalkeeper's got to anticipate what happens and could look very silly if he dives out of the way of a, a header straight down the middle so um, yeah. it it's yeah it's a good one a bit of fortune uh, but but you know united from that point onwards were in total control and and you know this is the it's I, and I'm not being I'm not being negative it's the frustration isn't it that we can produce a performance like this of composure... You know, some very nice attacking play at times. A Bit messier in the second half, but never under real pressure. And, and yet, put in you know a massively just awful performance in midweek, and and a really limp one against Arsenal, and pretty limp against Chelsea. Albeit there are more caveats with that one, and and just the swings in performance. I, I like they shouldn't. It shouldn't be like this. And uh, and I haven't got an answer other than you know, it's kind of on Ollie because he's the leader, he's the coach, he's the manager, he's the CEO of this team um, and uh, and it all flows from the top, you know, or a fish rots from the head down, doesn't it? And and the things that are wrong have been wrong for a long time, you know, and there's a frustration here because we're looking for sparks of hope in a very good win against a good Everton side, albeit one that's lost the last two in a row, mm. three in a row now. now, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there should be loads and loads of yes, we're moving forward. But I I don't know what we're gonna get with the next game. I mean, at all.
1: No, and that and that's fine. And I think I don't think we should I mean, I think it's it's good that we beat Everton, whatever comes next. It's good that yes. this is still part of the story because I mean the one thing that we can say, so there was a lot of stuff swirling around Solskjaer. It it felt very premature to me for lots of reasons. This is not to say that if uh, United appointed Pochettino tomorrow, that wouldn't be completely sensible, you know? So I, I think I'm not saying that's not a sensible move, but I, I don't think Solskjaer has warranted sacking by any means on the strength of the last few months. Like, except if you think that somehow we should be really consistent on those things when we, I mean, you spent what? 25 minutes last week talking about the imbalance in the squad and how it wasn't addressed in the summer and all those kinds of things and so um, sure yes and that,
0: and that's all true it's all true it's it's true that he does not extract more than the sum of the parts out of this squad it's true that the performance levels of many of the players are are wildly up and down and and it's it's true that he has not been given the right tools for the job these things can all be true at the same time and i think they yeah. are
1: But the bit that's not true is that he doesn't get the bet He doesn't get more than the sum out of the parts out of the players in totality. What is true is he does not do it all the time. Like, he sometimes massively gets more than the sum of the parts. Now, my pet theory is that the players really like him but don't particularly rate him, like that'd be my pet, pet theory on where he stands with the squad, like because they don't, they're not, they haven't down tools for Ollie. they are trying their little socks off for Ollie, but I think they're frustrated as well about some of the coaching decisions, you, you must be frustrated about some of the subs and things like that uh, as a totality, I mean so he went back to, let's talk about some of his decisions here that went right so right for him went back to the 4231 with the mcfred uh, in midfield uh that's not mine either that's that's a, a straight up just, lift but it is their official designation yeah oh no and I'm not claiming credit but I am using it from now on McFred is the is the name of that pairing um he went with the McFred uh chicken McFred in midfield and Fred was brilliant actually he he's just like fantastic on the ball and off loads of i think he won the ball back six times and Uh, He was really like silky with the ball at his feet and you know he's clearly got that about him hasn't he sometimes so Fred did his part well enough that the McFred worked effectively Fernandes had a really good game in front of him matter was nondescript I thought yeah it wasn't
0: really in the game was he. So.
1: No, I, I saw Martial getting a lot of criticism, but I actually thought his hold-up play was good, and he he that one chance early where he pulled the ball down and he just steered it just wide. He did so well to turn and open up that space for himself, and you know it was, I, I don't think he would warrant a particular criticism. I thought Rashford struggled a lot, actually, and there was a couple of one-on-ones that he didn't take, and it looked like his passing range was shot a couple of really loose through balls that he just overhit a a number of times, and Ali said afterwards that he's struggling with an injury, which kind of made sense of his performance, essentially.
0: Performance is, he's not really got into the season so far, I don't think. Well, except when he smashed a 10-minute hat-trick against Leipzig, obviously. (laughs) Apart from that one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Mo Fred in midfield, I mean... The the challenge with that midfield pairing, as good as it was against Everton, is is always the passing range, isn't it? It's, it's very limited, uh, and neither of them is a natural defensive midfielder. So you know you're hoping that they've got each got enough of that to, uh, to do the job, and that that seems to it seems to be working. It gives United a very solid base in midfield, and and and, and a little like uh, positionally disciplined, very disciplined, uh, I think, uh, in a way that um, Pogba is not. You know, can be, but is not routinely. Um, the The passing range, I think, is limited. I mean, you know, Fred was good against Everton. I don't think that is true week uh, week on week with Fred at all. Uh, and McTominay, you know, he, he's not the crab he once was, but he is, um, you know, he's not going to be pinging 60 yard balls. So we lose something with this midfield I think- pairing. I, th- I think he's- Ollie trusts them, clearly, he trusts them, and he knows what he's going to get out of them for the most part. I, I'm not sure that's the pairing that's going to win United uh, a Premier League title. Of course, we're not going for that this season. We're just trying to build some kind of momentum. And Oli's trying to get himself through a, a difficult spot by going to the players that he, he he knows he's going to at least get 7 out of 10
1: performance from. I think Motsamane pinged a 60-yard crossfield ball in this game. Just, just as a small point of uh, pedantic fact, not making a significant point, he doesn't do it very often. Just before a million people jump down our necks, he did do that once in this game, but he doesn't commonly do it. And what, what is Fred's passing range? Is Does Fred have a limited passing range? Yeah, I mean, I think
0: he's very loose with his um, passing range. I mean, he's, he doesn't have the range of Pogba. I mean, Pogba's passing range is world class, obviously. Uh, and it's the the rest of the game that's in question i think not that bit um he's just yeah he's very loose in in and in a way that you definitely don't want him to be um or he's very safe it is you have we have fred in the side for industry yeah, yeah he's 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 a herrera they spent but he's, 50 million he's, pounds on a player instead of giving herrera a new contract but, yeah.
1: his best games he's good on the ball fred I feel like he's he uses the ball well, and he is progressive, and he's a kind of progressive thinker with the ball. But they're not they're not frequent. I'm not like languishing praise, like lavishing praise on Fred. I'm just, I, I just feel like it's really important when we, when United are so wildly divergent from week to week, it feels like a mistake to put any of these players in boxes in a way because they're such they they just offer such different things in different yeah. games. It's very. Very confusing. Well, yeah,
0: no, sure, but I mean, um, you know, you can take the totality of Fred's career and it'd be hard to say that he's a complete footballer and he doesn't oh, have yeah. a significant week. I mean he was dreadful against Arsenal. Yeah. I
1: absolutely. mean we, we
0: might have talked about that more if Pogba hadn't been more dreadful. <laughs> dreadful yeah. <laughs> I-
1: <laughs> talking about players we've talked about being dreadful harry maguire really good game lots of people uh commenting on that people saying that's probably his best one of his better best games in a in a red shirt so far up against calvert lewin uh did a did a fine job won won the duels marshalled the defense good good performance i mean of course wasn't getting torn at one-on-one a lot of the time
0: no, and and uh Lewin's the kind of striker I think Maguire will do well against. He's 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 not the one that makes the darting runs and and gets him on the half turn, which is where Maguire is at his weakness, weakest. But yes, good good performance, and uh, of course nearly got cut in half by Pickford, who was going for a double <laughs> double double defender. You know, I was going to come out with some alliteration there, but I completely failed on the spot.
1: Dub- but, uh, double defender destruction. That's it. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he, was, he was trying to get the total of defenders he's ruined up past the 150 million mark, wasn't he? That's what he was trying to <laughs> that's do. That's it, yeah.
0: Turnout 100% when it comes to kneecapping defenders. I, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely shocking. Not only they had a piece in the uh, in the Athletic shortly afterwards, I guess they'd check with the, the VAR or the... the, the um, the uh, Premier League uh, board on this one that there wasn't enough contact. I mean, he fully wow. thumped his knee into the guy's midriff, and the ball at the moment of contact is about ten foot in the air.
1: Yeah, I thought maybe the reason that you wouldn't give a penalty was because Maguire hands off Pickford, and that's kind of the thing that that re- results in Pickford dropping the ball. So maybe that's when you the give first... a
0: free kick to Everton, which was he- not what was given.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. But I wonder whether when you VAR it, if you see a foul in the build-up to before the penalty, what what happens, I don't know. But to just say that's not a penalty because there's not enough contact, it's absolutely mad. I mean, I have to say, a few weeks ago, we just completely forgot, Patreon backers will know, we did cover it briefly um, after the show had finished recording, but we completely forgot to say that Chelsea had an absolute stonewall penalty when Maguire had his arms wrapped around Azpilicueta, maybe? I can't remember who it was now, but it was a... Just one of the most. Yeah, yeah. Was, six was of thinking. one
0: half done, dozen of another. <laughs> yeah, mm.
1: I mean, just an absolute stonewaller. So it's not like you know, we didn't mean to not mention that out of partisanship, because um, now is not the yeah, time for partisanship yeah. or something. Um But this, this. And, was, oh, we're
0: oh, we bringing everyone together.
1: Apparently, this so. is not this- red
0: versus blue. <laughs> <laughs> this is purple
1: <laughs> pickford clearly was not interested in bipartisanship and wanted to kick harry maguire in the stomach i mean how he got away with that having said that how bruno fernandez ended up this game having been booked in the first half how he got through this game without being sent off is an absolute mystery He committed about 11 first yellow card offenses after the first yellow card there were a few little ones.
0: What was there? A, can you remember one that was significant and
1: yeah, obvious? I think, yellow. Yeah. Um, it was on Hullgate. Maybe it was on. It was on Everton's right-hand side, and he overstretched and fouled, fouled the player. But he was just narky and aggro all the way through the game. Like that's he. He was trying to fight someone in that game. Yeah. But, but no fights were needed. I mean, Decore had that massive chance late on, which was a, a proper scary moment um, uh, at 2-1. And at 2-1, obviously, Everton were still in this. You say United controlled the game, didn't really create much in the way of note. In the second half, there was the Rashford one-on-one with Pickford that he kind of hit straight at him, effectively. Um, and then uh, it wasn't till after... Hooray, Edinson Cavani came on and scored a really lovely goal at the end. It was so nice. And Bruno was kind of clearly like running up the pitch. You could see him going, oh, oh I'm going to have to, I'm on a hatch. I'm literally going to have to pass this, aren't I? Because he's in a much better position and he's Edinson Cavani. So I should probably pass it to him, shouldn't I? Um, but Cavani yes. did a,
0: Cavani did five, a beautiful five job. Five fouls and five tackles won. I was just uh, double checking from Bruno. Um. Uh, yeah, five, no, five lo- lovely goal a lot, at yeah. the end, uh, and you know the the right pass uh, and a lovely. I mean, that's what you do get from Cavani. The man has always been able to finish. I mean, yeah, may have doubts about his fitness, sharpness, and age and wage packet, but uh, not about his, the quality of his finishing for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd say I've got doubts about his um, age and pay packet, but I don't. I think his sharpness is going to be fine, isn't it? and his fitness will will be seems to be like it will be well managed and it will be back but I love the way he shaped to cut it into the far post and um, just pulled it into the near post instead Uh, really lovely lovely finish well executed and uh, a comfortable 3-1 win Solskjaer's job is safe for another Fourteen days, yeah, whatever, like week. I don't know. Yeah, not, he's not getting sacked in this international break well, now.
0: No, no, I know no, no, that's right. This is the international break for sacking, so it's it's the time that you do it to to give the new man a little bit of time to bed in before the the winter transfer window, typically. But uh, and you know, and, and Potch has been out there showing off his locks, giving giving uh, old Edward Wood the nod and the wink. And <laughs> come and get me eyes
1: back in the country and back on TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what job he will take next. It's going to be it is going to be fascinating.
0: I don't Well, there's a Barcelona job up at the end of the season, of course he's a former Espanol man, so uh, apparently had turned that one down before. Uh, Zidane is permanently on the on the brink. Yeah. So. And um,
1: Tuchel probably not Exactly, saint man,
0: Yeah, I mean, depends. Uh, they'll give him to the end of the season, I'm sure. That Depends how long Poch wants to be out of a job, and and of course, Guardiola's contract is up in the summer. But does Poch want to wait around for that one? Because it's a much better bet if it comes to winning trophies and getting the right players than, than over the a few miles, um, a few miles west.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you want more from the show in between shows, check us out on the socials. We are NQATPod on Instagram, Eds at NQATPod on Twitter, and we are under our real names on Facebook at No Question About That. So, anything else to say about this game? Anything else crucial that we've missed?
0: I don't think so. I mean, United uh, ticked up one spot in the table after Lee's got thumped. So I, <laughs> I think we're what 13th at the moment, something like that. Whew, yes
1: it's unbelievable mixing it with the big it? boys i guess the one, one thing i should say about this game having been so critical of Ole is that the system and the selection worked and there were there were a couple of fairly big gambles in this selection and and possibly could even say the subs worked too although i'm not sure whether you know one counter attacking goal really kind of counts in, in in that way it wasn't like um systemically united were much better after the substitutions but yeah, no, it's... but there's
0: some power off the bench. I mean, Tom
1: Davies oh, yeah. just covering for um
0: for sure there and I assume Telez will be back after the international break and and Cavani and and Pogba has some heavyweight to to bring off the bench for sure. Yeah, Pogba's so... still
1: just such. I mean, it's I I I know that this is lovely for all the people that just want to go, "Oh no, Pogba's rubbish. He's always been rubbish." And it's like whatever. Um he's in woeful form and has been all season and there's no signs of it coming back and i'm i'm not sure if he's going to play himself back into form playing 25 minutes every game so i don't know what i don't know what we're we're doing with pogba as a general kind of approach no but
0: i mean he's gonna to have to be back in the starting 11 at some point uh just because you know he's pogba they'll want him to get back into form uh, and fitness and there's just so many games just so many games you know? yeah
1: but not for in a little while. Short...
0: No, not for a while. But of course, they go, all go off and play international football and I presume Pogba will be away with France. and So they are getting games there, a couple each. And because, you know, in the middle of a raging pandemic across Europe, it's important that lots of different bubbles mix together as much as they possibly can and take air travel and, you know, go. go. And we've seen it already with international football, haven't we? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, or or international international club football as well. I mean, how many IX players got tested positive for COVID? Like 9 or something like that. So it's a uh, hmm, great idea this one.
1: Yeah, I mean the the uh the thing about the international break in particular, um once they get back, it's it's just back to two games a week and it's Two games a week, so we play on the twenty first the twenty fourth the twenty ninth the second the fifth, the eighth um the twelfth the fifteenth the nineteenth the twenty third the twenty sixth the twenty eighth the second like <laughs> what are they trying to do to these people' I think like it's
0: twelve games in is it twelve games in December no, it can't be that can't be right um it's, it's a lot of
1: games in December. Do you know what? So they, we play on the 2nd, the 5th, the 8th, the 12th, the 15th, the 19th, the 23rd, the 26th and the 28th. That's nine, nine. games in, De- in the month of December. I mean, that is that is absolutely ridiculous. And that's one of the things I wanted to say. There are no teams this season who've been consistent so far this season. Like, um, the closest you could say... Spurs are top of the league I think because I think Liverpool needed to win today to go back top of the league. I think league. Leicester are cuz Leicester won earlier. Uh, oh, really? Interesting. Um well there you go. So the 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 league table shows you that none of the kind of big heavy hitters have been particularly consistent. City just look looked exhausted in the second half of this game uh, today against Liverpool. We'll talk that, about that in the backers' con- content. You know, th- there is no one who has hit form and stuck to it. I mean, except like, Southampton, who obviously aren't going to continue this level throughout the season. Spurs aren't, Leicester might. But, you know, it, I-, I think there's There's some mitigation that almost seems to be not part of the conversation at all about fixed fixture congestion... On one hand, but the psychological impact of playing elite sport in—you know—how many people do you know personally, Ed, that have been super bummed out in the last week because lockdowns come in and just just sure, struggling, yeah. and you know, and footballers are human too. They—they, they, it's not easy for them to be doing what they're doing in this environment. I have no either. doubt, Pogba
0: is on Twitter doom scrolling through the U.S. elections at four <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I wouldn't do
1: that at all. Um we can't we can't call it Doom Scrolling anymore though, because it wasn't it wasn't I don't know,
0: much mo- most of
1: it was I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> he, he's only
0: ninety-five thousand votes up with ninety-five thousand and one ballots to come in.
1: <laughs> um what are you saying that the election result isn't decided yet? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> um there's a long way to go left in this one. No, but you know, so, so th- these players are human. Even the managers are, are human too. I don't mean, obviously the managers are human too, but they're going to be dealing with the struggles of all of this too. I just think uh, we ex- we expect a lot, don't we? we? We really expect a lot and we don't tend to take quite enough into consideration. No one is doing that well. I mean, United are doing particularly badly overall so far this season, but everyone's struggling in some way.
0: Yeah, look, I'm completely true. It is difficult. Uh, th- I mean, it, it is the manager's got to manage that. He's got to he's got to manage the challenges of it not being a normal season, of the players not um, not being able to be outside of the bubble uh, very much or not at all now. Um, uh, of some of them wanting to break that bubble, of uh, rigid testing regimes. Uh, you know, and I know it's. It's not it's not a big deal, but it's quite unpleasant getting one of those things poked up your nose. So, <laughs> um, you know, none, none of this is fun, for sure. That said, United do have one of the biggest squads in the Premier League. Uh, of course, we doubt the quality of the depth of, of that squad. Uh, but, th- you know, those resources are there for Oli to, to manage. And at the moment, he's playing with quite a tight squad. And I suspect during December and January, when the, the schedule is insanely heavy, uh, that he's going to have to go a bit wider. And then then that will be an interesting test, um, because if we can't find consistency with his preferred, mostly preferred set of players, uh, we'll be able to do it with an
1: even deeper bench. Well, he's he's rotated quite a lot so far this season. For, I mean, certainly compared to what was happening in post-lockdown times. Oh, sure, when yeah. Could, yeah. When he could make those five subs, um, do you think there's any mitigation on on him personally finding it more difficult at the moment than one like trying to judge him in this environment? Feels like it's a weird, weird time. It's, it's I mean, got a isn't job the more capable
0: manager with the, the bigger range of tool sets? the ones that should be thriving in this. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm positing that without knowing the answer and saying that's definitely true because I'm looking at Manchester City in 11th and they've had a tough start. They were also in the same position as United, starting it late, having no real pre-season. So that is a big, definitely, 100%, that is a big mitigation. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, we've all had a lot of games now, should be up to some level of speed. Um, although, you know, what the lack of pre-season means for their general... Fitness and preparation you know we'll, we'll find out won't we um if everyone runs out loads of speed at the end of the, the season we might get a good answer on that one um, so yeah for sure there are mitigations but it's difficult for everyone mm. i don't know it's necessarily more difficult for united
1: no you know? so. no no absolutely it's just trying to trying to work out where we are and and I, for me personally i'm just trying not to be too harsh you know, trying not to get too swung by... I mean, I guess we just won 3-1, so we we should be... Maybe I could be saying to be We need to doom going, until
0: we get beaten by West Brom after the international he, break.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one... I guess that maybe, like, you could look across at Chelsea and say, actually, Lampard's kind of addressed some of the really key issues there, and they're really firing now, but... It does. It does change quickly, and United could go on a really good run. You know, this is tended to be what's happened when Ole's bumped along the bottle bottom. Is they've uh, they've come well, back we'll see. and gone his runs. I mean, it's, it's West
0: Brom and then uh, Istanbul um, at Old Trafford. I mean, should 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 win both those games, but you but, know uh, who knows? And and then it's it's Southampton and and Paris Saint Germain and West Ham and Leipzig after that, and then City. So you know, two good, two winnable games, five difficult games. Although that's when the big performances tend to come out.
1: Yeah, I just think that the, the fixture list is almost irrelevant in this in this story. In, in, in terms of the history of Solskjaer's time at United so far, it's not like he's necessarily gone on brilliant runs when we've had favourable fixture lists. Oh no, for it's, sure, hundred
0: percent yeah. true, hundred percent true. You know, yeah. although all things being equal, playing Manchester City should be tougher
1: than playing West Brom. <laughs> it should. It should indeed. In in theory, it absolutely should. Um, oh, who's higher in the table at the moment? Oh yeah, Man City. West Brom have only got like uh two points (laughs) so they're not doing no no three my my bad um fraud um, fraud fraud. (laughs) stop the count (laughs) i mean listen just a little brief diversion to be a short show today um but he said stop the count and if they'd stopped the count right there, he definitely wouldn't have been the president like it was over. He'd last if the count was stopped right I then. Mean, I, I love the
0: juxtaposition of a whole bunch of uh, Trump supporters in Pennsylvania outside a ballot counting office chanting, stop the count. And a whole bunch of Trump supporters in Phoenix shouting, count the votes, um, <laughs> you know. Hey, i um, got to find some amusement in um you know,
1: uh, I'm sorry, it's a
0: cliché. It's a cliché on CNN, unprecedented times.
1: <laughs> the uh the rampant rise of uh, irrational nationalism and uh yeah. Indeed. Well, uh, yeah, it's all. it's all fine now cuz he's gone. That's how it works. He he was the only problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, totes. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah, he has gone, but uh, the battle for um, the uh, the the successor to uh, own Trumpism is very much on at the moment, which is you know is amusing
1: uh, in its own right. So um, the uh, number ten put out a deeply averagely Instagramable congratulations post and some very funny commentary around that about what the Biden Harris. Ticket thinks of Boris Johnson and the answer is apparently not a not great deal very whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, look, I'm sure...
0: Um, it, it's, I know we're going on a politics diversion, but, you know, these are unprecedented times, so um, it's been very noticeable after um, after everyone called it, basically. I mean, called it very late because no-one wanted to... Um, Get it wrong. No one wanted to be very conservative about this one oh, with a small yeah. c. Uh, and... Um, it's been very noticeable about uh, that. There's been almost no commentary from them in the official statements, Biden or Harris, about Trump.
1: You know, yeah, just yeah, 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 um, yeah. The the reason that I was kind of bringing it back to Boris Johnson wasn't just for the sake of having politics chat, because I've spent a lot more time thinking about politics than football in the last week. And um, it was yep. also because the two things come uh, smashing into each other in the form of um, Marcus Rashford shaming the government into a massive package of support for some of the most vulnerable people in society, which is in kind of direct contradiction to the genuine... Ideology of the the ruling party, not just not just the party, like not just the Conservative Party as a whole, but the bit of the Conservative Party that are in charge, the kind of British yes. equivalent of the yes. Tea Party. Well,
0: although, since you know, since the last election, there is a, a bigger rump of that um, that type of um, Conservative MP, a lot of younger MPs, uh, new MPs who have uh, that sort of um, libertarian ideology yeah. and uh, and don't believe in. Um, in supporting the most vulnerable in society, even if they are children. So, yes, Rashford has shamed them. The government didn't want to give a win to um, the Labour Party on this one and so left it a few weeks and fairly predictably have then caved um, because they uh, realised that Rashford is not going away. So um, they want to um, try and uh, lock the head off this one. I, I suspect that Marcus Rashford, since this is a football show and we're talking about Marcus Rashford, uh, is not going to give up either. Um, I no. don't see why he would just go. Oh, yeah, it's all we'll sorted it then. Um, he he's very passionate about this topic of ending uh, food poverty for for um, young people, and he's going to keep putting pressure on on people to do more. So the the the,
1: the question that I have is: Can you remember a time when an individual outside of the realm of politics had this much impact on a specific government policy? Well, when uh, the I can't... Off yeah, the top I mean, of look, there's, there's
0: been campaigners on single issues, like, I mean, child safety and, and um, you know, uh, s- specific laws around uh, releasing people from prison and, like, you know, crime and punishment stuff like that, campaigners or road safety and a whole bunch of stuff. You know, individuals um, have always made a difference. Mm. Uh, I think it's rare that someone um, with such a public... Um, persona already you know does something which is essentially very risky for them anyway because there could be a lot of blowback now it's turned out that he has he has been absolutely exemplary in his argument and his um, methodology and how he's made this completely non-partisan but that might not have been the case you know you don't get a lot of celebrities doing this Um, so um, you know it's that that's why it's so special I think,
1: mm. yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing, and you know, um, as partisan as I am, uh, I still think, you know, I'm all about Marcus Rashford saying that he had a really good conversation with the Prime Minister. I think it's fine to allow um, the people who would have not cared if it wasn't for you. It's it's fine to let them have part of the win. Oh, if this sure. is if this is the result, because the whole point of politics is to get the is to get like the fact that the that there's going to be an awful lot of people less afraid today than they were yesterday. You know that's it's, yeah it's so much. I mean, we'll, we'll
0: um you know the cynic in me says let's dig into the details of what this really is in the the weeks to come. Whether it's really new money and and how much new stuff it really is, uh, and so what is the incremental benefit? I mean it's a big package four hundred and something million pounds uh but but in the context of the two hundred and fifty four billion that the government has borrowed uh from the bank of England i mean it's q e right they've just printed money it'll have to be paid back at some point um just for covid relief it's a it's a pittance yeah uh, and will yeah. make a real difference you know and and that is to say something could have very easily have been done. Before now, without any strain on the the public purse, uh, it was just all about ideology, which was, you know, deeply concerning. And and you're right to say that Marcus Trash had shamed them into a change.
1: Yeah, and it's it's miraculous. And the one thing that I would say about the the cynic, because I'm I share the same position of cynicism about uh well not just this government's motives actually but just government motive in general really but particularly when this is the government and their ideology is what it is um but um if it is a kind of token bill, they've picked the wrong kid to give a token win to because he's not he's got people around him and is also clearly extremely aware of the kind of breadth of the situation that you can't you're not gonna be able to just buy Marcus Rashford off by making him think he's got a win. Like this is gonna be about he's not gonna stop until people are fed, you know. So Yeah. Beautiful. Well that's
0: it. That's it. Red's on this side of the pond. Blue's on the other side of the pond. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry to those uh, of you listening that um, don't like us to to, to uh, talk about politics. We should just shut up and dribble, apparently.
1: <laughs> um, you know, there are other podcasts out there, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. And all of them talk about politics, too, because guess what? That's what life is. Life is not just a, a siloed experience, you know. Uh, so yeah, um, we'll uh, we're gonna keep doing the show we've been doing for eleven years because it's what it's what we do and and it's why. Which coincidentally is about how long it
0: took them to count all those ballots in <laughs> Arizona.
1: My two favourite jokes were. Um, one person was like, I know what's happening in Nevada. If films have taught me anything, they've gambled away all the ballot papers and are trying to do wacky capers to get them back while hiding the fact that they've gambled them from everyone else. And the other one was, I think that Nevada's gone for Kanye and they're too embarrassed to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye, fights. who picked up about 50,000
0: votes off at about six or seven states, he was actually on the ballot.
1: Yeah. Uh, good job. Good, good job. He wasn't on the ballot in, in certain uh, In Minnesota,
0: the um, we want to legalize weed party or something like that um, picked up uh, about ten percent of the vote. Uh, so it's not going to do much. That needed to be a ballot initiative. In in Oregon, uh, all forms of of uh, drugs are now legal or at least decriminalized yeah. for small amounts. yeah. So, decriminalized you know, rather you know, than legal. A couple of lines of cokes, fine. Um, if you're into that kind of thing. In DC, they've legalised shrooms as well as weed, which is now legal in, um, I don't know, a dozen states or something like that.
1: Can I just say, on behalf of the people of Oregon, I don't think that a couple of lines is fine now was really what this incredibly important progressive measure (laughs) was about, Ed. It's about (laughs) recognising... I know what
0: what it's about. I'm being flippant.
1: (laughs) Yes, Addiction is a health issue, not a criminal issue. So let's treat it as one. Well done to the people of Oregon. What what a shocking turn of events that Oregon turned out to be a, a progressive and smart state. You know.
0: Well, I mean, it's an interesting place, Oregon, because of course it's it's the hotbed of um, of uh, some of the, uh, the more dubious um, uh, sort of militias and uh, right wing groups, as well as being. Uh, a um very progressive state and uh portland's obviously you know fantastic uh beautifully pretty uh, extremely dirty city um that has uh, always liked I mean it's just filthy um sorry to anyone who's from portland um uh but yeah great place to go um if you like food food trucks uh good sights
1: uh outdoor living uh, and a few lines of coke <laughs> and uh shout out to the people that we know from the podcast who were campaigning in some of those swing states. Um, and good work. Good work. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's quite enough of that. We'll, uh, we'll carry on and talk football for Patreon backers. And when we come back after the international break, I suspect there will be considerably less politics on the show. Will be. Um But, you know.
0: And almost certainly we'll be back to talking doom about United. But for this week, 3-1 victory at Everton... Uh, very fine performance indeed.
1: Yeah, and next comes the international break. And then uh, after that, we'll be back with a podcast after the West Brom game. Off the top of your head with absolutely nothing to go on in the good tradition of the no question about that podcast, formerly known as the Rankcast. Um, what do you think the score will be in a game th- in I two weeks' be, I time?
0: I think it'll be 4-0. yeah
1: lovely i'll go with four nil also but i'm not saying who to right. <laughs> yeah, that's what i am saying too yeah, <laughs> yeah. see you in a couple of weeks everyone's punching right back and stay tuned <laughs>